Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Larry Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Carrie Ankrum. What's up, Carrie Ankrum? Back again. Back again. Here at the Brush Emporium. Yes. We're down at the Bullhooker Studios, in case you can't tell. This is like your second or third time now, huh? Probably third. Yeah, Miss Regular. Yeah, well, that's not, I probably shouldn't call you that though, right? That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> we got a guest today, Carrie. Uh, we do. We do. And actually, you're the one that found him. I, I've known him for forever, since God was a child, but uh, you, you, you were the one that uh, hunted down on this. Yeah, Podcast Pimp. Podcast Pimp. John, you wonderful son of a bitch, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, you are. What's going on, bro? <laughs> Not much. Just no? hanging out. I, uh, it's good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been far too long. I see you over now, you're in the grocery store passing along, and uh, yeah. We're drinking Budweiser's today, because that's where I met old John Johnson once upon a time. Uh, yep, cheers. Good to see you. Uh, I started a Budweiser. Well, here's the story I was going to tell you, and I'll see if this is how you remember me, because this is why I first started to hate you. <laughs> okay. I, I had my mom's Stratus. I took a, a, a bus down here from Pueblo, because my car was a piece of shit, and Pueblo probably wouldn't make the trip here. So <laughs> I, take a, I take a bus down here. I take my mom's Stratus, and uh, I go to the interview, but I forgot to hit, like, the parking brake or something. I was, like, super <laughs> nervous. So I come out, Carrie. Remember this, John? And that car had rolled into the ditch. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> it was in the irrigation ditch. <laughs> yeah. I remember it. Yeah. And we all thought to ourselves, what, what kind of guy shows up for a job interview and then, you know, <laughs> his car rolls in the ditch and while well, he's in taking the interview. Right. It was awesome. Right. <laughs> Hired on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> that was too. That's how bad they needed the help. Because I walk out from the interview and I'm like, I think that went pretty well. And then I see the ascent of my mom's car poking out of that ditch. I was like, motherfucker. So I can remember remember you walking in being like hey, can somebody come help me yeah. <laughs> someone not to tow a, a stratus out of a fucking ditch dude and i walked out you're like you let this guy drive our truck and i was like i don't know this guy is this fucker is but i hate him already so <laughs> and guess who i was with the first day in the truck john john johnson heading to holyoke colorado so many years ago man it was a long time ago it was uh it was a fight as i recall at a lot of liquor stores just a lot of arguing and shit yeah John's uh, combative at times. <laughs> this is what I hear. Well, I have a tendency to know when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Makes perfect sense now. So what are you doing nowadays, brother? I uh, farm and ranch. Yeah. In Northern Morgan County. Okay. All right. So what are you, what are you ranching? You know, we got about mm, 200 cow-calf pairs. And we calve them out. We just preg-checked them yesterday, as a matter of fact, and wean calves getting ready for sale that sounds like a lot of work it is yeah sounds like a lot of work <laughs> is that what kurt does too well kurt has a hired hand his son-in-law who does the cows kurt just does the farming slacker <laughs> <laughs> how's the, how's the farming going nowadays man you know we had a good year this year yeah it was a long time coming we needed one right. so what made it a good year what was the uh, rain that was all the moisture all rain we're all dry land dry oh. land farmers out north right and uh, the rain was just, we couldn't ask for a better situation with the rain and everything else. And right. price commodities are good. And uh, it's just been a decent year. Yeah, that's it awesome. Was, we needed one. So I always know the farmers love the rain. Well, I drive a truck for a living. It's like the snow and shit I hate. You know what I mean? I, I get a big case of the fuck the farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate driving that shit. Rain all day, baby. Rain all day like it's Seattle for all I give a shit. But. That white shit's no fun to drive a tanker in, so. I hope it piles four feet deep again this winter. I hope you shit your pants on the way out of here today. <laughs> That's what I hope, John. Because it damn near did last year. It was, oh, every yeah. Wednesday was a blizzard. Remember that? Every mm -hmm. Wednesday. Yeah. 
Yeah. Every Wednesday was a blizzard, so every Wednesday I hit you going to work, man. So, and I think it's supposed to be this yeah, year too. It's supposed they're to be calling little... for it. Uh, I saw our snow predictions the other day are thirty six to forty eight inches this winter. Yeah. Nice. It's horrible. I don't work in it, so. Yeah. Do you like the winter? I love the winter. You're from the you're from the north, though, right? No, you're East. from Pennsylvania. Yeah. How are the winters down there? It snows in like November and it stays until March. Really? Mm-hmm. That's my buddy from Minnesota said it snows the first time and you don't see the ground again till. Nope, not till spring. Till spring, yeah. Yeah. Now you guys can keep that shit there. So as soon as someday I'll have a job, you know, when I hit the lottery, <laughs> uh, you know. Now let's have a different job. We'll just leave it at that for now. So anyway, uh, welcome to the Bull- if you're to the podcast, welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. What we do here is we bring on a guest. Today's old John Johnson, Johnny Johnson. Uh, what John's going to do is tell us three stories about his life. And here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either borrowed, made up, or partly made up, part, part true, part false. And at the end of the podcast, Carrie and I will try and guess which one is... Uh, which one's not the true one? But I'm not going to ask you what it is, borrowed or what. We've been doing that lately. Just uh, We're just shooting from the hip because right. it hasn't affected our percentage at all. We still suck at this. <laughs> Something fucking awful. So, uh, John, are you ready to tell some stories, brother? Let's go. Let's do this, man. All right. Carrie, you want to read them off for us? So we have No Chance in Hell, Mistaken Identity, and Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Carrie, you're my guest. So why don't you pick the first story out? Or do you want to tell us a certain order or are you okay? It don't matter to me. You choose. Carrie, pick one out, sister. Um, so I really want to hear this Grand Theft Auto story. Okay. Grand Theft Auto. Growing up in Morgan County, Larry, you did it as well, correct? Oh, yeah. What did we do on weekend nights uh, in the mid-90s? We went down, what I did is go downtown, you'd cruise Maine, and then you'd find the party, and then you go there from the uh, cruising Maine, right? Exactly. Right. So uh, me and a buddy, we were not of legal age to drive. 15 years old. I'm sure. We sitting at his house, and we had no way to get downtown. So his mom worked nights as a nurse, and he says, well, my mom's got a, another car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's go. We know all the cops, so we're like, yeah, we'll be fine. Right. So we uh, take this probably early 90s Oldsmobile, you know, the little box-style four-door Oldsmobiles. Oh, yeah. And we decided to take it, and we're going to go downtown and go cruise. So we went and cruised around downtown on Main Street, and he was driving. And uh, we were driving up and down Main Street, and he gets a little worried because he doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> we're quite old enough. But to be fair, in the mid-'90s, he's not the only one I guarantee on that road that's not. No. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, he says, well, let's go find something else to do. So we went out and went country road cruising like mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh we went to turn around at this place and the car got stuck front wheel drive you know those little front wheel drive yeah, cars he yeah. drops a tire off in the ditch oh, oh shit we're stuck <laughs> pre-cell phones none of that <coughs> a cell phone right none of this had any of this so we walked down the road to a farmer's house and we're like hey can we use your phone call somebody to come help us mm-hmm. so we called another buddy that was in town and we got a hold of his mom because he wasn't home. He was downtown. And we said, well, we need some help. Will you go get him? So he went and got him, gave him the phone number to call us back. He calls us back. We're like, hey, you got to come pick us up. We're, we're out here. The car's stuck. So he gets out there. And he's driving a Camaro. Doesn't have a chain or nothing to pull us out. We're like. <laughs> you're, getting a, you're getting pulled out with a Camaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he shows up in this Camaro to pull us out. And uh, doesn't have a chain or nothing. And we're like, well. Okay, well, we'll just 
we'll just ride back downtown or we'll we'll get a ride to uh back to the house and we'll figure it out from there and so we go downtown and eh, we just hang out for a while figured that car ain't going nowhere it's kind of on a dirt road out in the middle of nowhere right nothing so we hang out downtown for a little while and then uh we're like ah we better go back to the house and uh so it was up in morgan heights so he gives us a ride back up to the house we get there and the cops are sitting out front (laughs) and his mom had got a phone call at work the cops had found her car stuck in a ditch out on a dirt road somewhere (laughs) so she had come home and we uh so we get out of the car we're like what's going on i'm like dude your mom's home and he's like yeah she's home i don't i don't know what's going on we get there walk up there she's like yeah car was stolen right out of the garage i'm like "Mm." and i look at my buddy and he looks at me and we're like who would have done something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so they filled out a police report, um, and uh, we never did tell her that to, it was us. To this day? No. Surprise. Well, she, well, a, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, Mom. It was Has us. no idea. <laughs> Is this someone who might possibly watch this podcast? They see it on your Facebook or something? <laughs> they see it and, and watch her? Do you talk to this friend anymore? I don't. It's been okay. a while since I've talked to this person. But Are you friends with his mom? Um, she has passed. Oh, well, oh, so, no. well, then I hate to tell you, she fucking knows now, too. <laughs> okay. This is going all the way. Wow. But no, yeah, so Grand Theft Auto, um, the case was never solved. You guys didn't leave the keys in it then? No. I no. We took the keys out of it. I smashed but the sure in the heck didn't give them back to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I don't know, somebody stole your car, but here's the keys to it. Right, but she didn't notice the keys were missing in the first place. She hung. She left the keys in the car. Oh. It was in the garage. But the back door of the garage was always open, so just figured... Country cats, yeah. Yeah, just figured that somebody was walking down the road, decided they needed a car, and Rides. got to poking around or steal something from the house, and they jumped in the car, and away they went. Right. You know, there's been... This is probably the third or fourth story on this podcast. Same thing, kids taking their mom's car, and it always ends up shitty. And they always <laughs> do the same thing. They always like, somebody stole so, it. You somebody know? stole your car. Turned out parents in the 90s were incredibly stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have been, man. Car theft was huge in the 90s. And they, if they did like did a survey now, it's like, well, car theft was like 50% in the 90s. Turns out 30% because the 20% were their kids still in the fucking car you yeah. know, and not oh, fessing yeah. up to it. Did you ever steal your mom's car? No. No? Maybe. I might have used it without asking a few times, but oh. I never did anything bad. Really? Really. Oh, all the time. Well, uh, your eyes are darting around in a weird way, Carrie. That's what's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why Is there a bigger story there? No. Are you lying to me? Maybe. Does your mom watch these? My mom passed. Okay. Well, then, yes, yeah, she's watching them, too. I don't want to explain <laughs> heaven to you bastards, but... <laughs> yeah, she, she's uh, yeah, she's what? What's up, mom? What's your mom's name? Carol. What's up, Carol? Heavenly Carol. So, what do you think about that story? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to read, John. It is. He's very monotone. He always has been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's uh, that's a typical country kid story, though. <laughs> so I could I could see that happening. Yeah, I could totally see it happening easily. too. Where was the country road at? It was out south, south of town. Yeah, it's uh, it gets pretty muddy, and those dirt roads are, yeah, fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Hmm. I uh, yeah, I remember going downtown, cruising Maine the whole time, man. It's that's what did you guys do when you were in high school? How'd you where'd you guys meet up, or where was the place to be? 
Usually it's like the Walmart parking lot. The Walmart parking lot? <laughs> yeah. We didn't have a Walmart <laughs> when we were kids. <laughs> no, no. And nobody wanted to be in Gibson's parking lot. That was weird. So Kmart. Kmart's parking Johnson lot. Johnson's Super Right, right, right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you go all the way down around that tattoo parlor, go down the one way, all the way to, what's that Chinese restaurant there? There's a little one way there. And that's where you turn around. That was the big yeah, loop. Yeah, you turn around. Turn. It used to be the DMV, but now it's the NRCS office. You right. turn in there, right. and you just flip a U because it was like the only place you could flip a U-turn. Oh, okay. And then you'd come back out and go back down Main Street, and then you'd usually go up a block north and come around the block, and then yeah, it's all we did for hours. Hours, dude. All weekend. And you'd see somebody park, and like literally that's what we do. We'd go and try and find a party, and then you know it'd, it'd break you up. And there was one cop car. Back in the day, I can't remember what car it was, but everybody knew it was the cop car. They had an undercover car. If you're listening to this at home, I'm doing air quotes, undercover car. But every kid knew what car it was. You know, it's like one cop trying to be young. But, yeah, it's... It's funny because I tell my wife, she's a little younger than I am, but uh, I tell my wife stories about this. And she grew up in, a, in Greeley in a big town. And, but, yeah, we used to just go cruise Maine and be like three, 400 kids yeah. just piled on Main Street. And that's right. what we did. We just drove up and down Main Street and right. set and BS'd. And she's like... <clears throat> Why? Because there's <laughs> nothing else. Dancy says they all go down to the park now. That's where they all cruise down at the uh, park there on the north end of town. They really? do. Or they'll yeah. do, um, they'll spin kitties or see who can make like the most smoke clouds. Really? Well, I mean, they and stuff that. There. Down on Main, you always see fights too. That's where all the fights happen, man. You do we were either on Main Street, you were drag racing, fighting, or, at a, or at a party. Yeah, yeah. Those were the four options that we had yeah. when we were kids. Yeah, it was nuts. And Wiggins Brush, even Akron. I guess Akron. Those kids cruised Akron, which is weird. but That's far. It is far. But, uh, no, it's, yeah, the whole Morgan County would meet downtown. He's right. There was hundreds of kids. It was wild, man. And you didn't cross, like, Morgan Sterling. You Like, you didn't go to Sterling to cruise. Yeah. That would be a sure way to, to <laughs> find a fight. Get in a fight. <laughs> and vice versa. Sterling boys didn't come to Morgan because right. they found out of it. And I don't know why. Just high school rivals. Right. This, that. But. You didn't you didn't cross those borders unless you were looking for trouble. Right. It's funny Jerry Cage was on this podcast talking about this. This is where he found all his fights. He'd always get into a fight every weekend down in down in the park in my, by the uh, library park. What, what park is that? Glenn Glen Miller Park now, I yeah. guess. Right. So yeah, I guess there was a lot of fights down there. That's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been many years. When did they quit doing that? What year did that probably? Well, the go cops away? all shut it down. Did they? Um, I would say early two thousands. Okay. Like one oh two. They some you know only takes a few people to ruin it for everybody but sure like like my I always explain it to my wife and my dad always used to say said well at least we know where they're at yeah if we know they're all downtown cruising Maine we right. know they're not somewhere in an alley or you know whatever right. we we know where they're at they're they're cruising now these kids have that uh, what's that app you can put on your phone how old are your kids John my oldest is fourteen do you have an app on his phone to track him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you do. Nothing yeah. is sacred anymore. No. I would. You bet your ass I would. It's a more dangerous world than we grew up in. You know? Oh, yeah. With with the Snapchats and oh. TikToks and everything else. It's just... It's just too easy to find a kid. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's too easy for the predators to... Uh, I figure I put that I put that on his phone. Keeps me out of jail. Yeah. That's, that's the way I yeah, look at you, it. You don't have to kill somebody, right? That's funny. Yeah. Dency, I never knew that app existed until Dency came on the podcast, and she—that's how she knew where her her kids were because she would follow them around the whole time. And well, there's Snap Maps too. Right, right, but I mean, this one actually follows the. This one is that the I life, can see like, life 360. Yes, uh, no, it's called. Uh, 
The one we have, I think, is called Family Safe plug. Oh, paid for that. Yeah, send John some money for the plug, <laughs> you bastards. But like every keystroke he makes on his on his phone. Oh is, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> if there's a picture that that uh, he takes with his cell phone and they, they consider it nudity or inappropriate, it'll alert us immediately. Dang. Really? Yeah, he lifts weights and stuff, you know. And one time he took a picture in front of the mirror, you know, he was lifting weights and yeah. took a picture in front of the mirror. I mean, within seconds, it alerted us that there was a nudity picture on his phone. It doesn't send us a picture of the picture. Right, it right. just alerted us that there was a picture of nudity on his phone. So oh, we dang. run downstairs <coughs> and grab his phone. We're like, right. what are you doing? Yeah. He goes, I was lifting weights and took a picture in the mirror. And I was like, well, you know, innocent. Right. There was nothing, but it, it's that sensitive. It's that right. crazy. You know what? I don't disagree with it. Do I don't, you, I don't, you? I don't like it because I had freedom as a kid. You did. Sure, sure. You know, I don't like it, but do I think it's necessary mm-hmm. to a point? Yeah. But there was a difference. We didn't have the alternatives these kids have today. Yes. There's the difference. You we know, we didn't have the excess. The, anything at the tips of your fingers. Exactly right. Sure. People dog this generation for the phones and all the stuff they do. We'd have been no different. No. Promise you. Oh, it would have been you. terrible. If, if me and you had self or smartphones at 14, 15 oh years old. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if somebody was tracking our phones, what, oh. what they would have, what they would have <laughs> oh saw? Oh, my God. My mom would be like, I know why Lawrence has hairy knuckles. <laughs> I know why that kid's going to shave his knuckles, like, daily. We thought he was going to be a weird werewolf or some shit. Turns out he's a pervert. My son's a pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then again, the nudity thing's good, too, because kids are getting in trouble with that at school all the time. There was a big thing in Brush last year. Oh, you know, Lord. Fully aware of the situation on there. Yeah, and it got blown up, and I mean... Kids are not, they just don't know. They don't realize the danger no. in it. That's the thing that sucks. You and know? they and they don't realize. I mean, and we try to beat this into our kids. and said, get off a topic here, but we beat this into our kids and said that anything you put online is there forever. Forever, it can never be completely erased off the internet. And I've told my children this. I mean, right. So think about it before you do it. That's good. That's so good advice. Anything you say, anything you post, anything you take a picture of, will be on the internet forever. Right. So think about it. Right. I didn't understand that for a long time. We started doing comedy. We had a little camcorder. We'd, you know, put everything on YouTube. Everybody does, right? Uh, my buddy Steve Young. What's up, Stevie? Uh, he's a Yale graduate lawyer. Does comedy. Smart dude. And I said, you want me to record your thing? He goes, no. Because it, it never leaves the internet. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'll just erase it off YouTube. It would be fine. He goes, no, <coughs> man. It never goes. It never leaves. It always. You can always find it somewhere, you know? So that's uh, that's scary stuff with kids. Riley was on the podcast. She's 21. They have their little Chromebooks at school, and they can they, the school can see everything they're doing on the Chromebook, even when they're at home. Yeah, if you write the word suicide on, she said that you were gonna get it will flag. get flagged. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if you're not on the server at school, we have that same thing. I mean, if right. you type or Google search something that you shouldn't be Google searching, right? They'll know it. Yeah, you know what? I don't disagree with it. I don't. I'm know. glad I did all my crap before cell phone <laughs> right. cameras were invented. Oh <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, Larry Lundstrom would have been horrible with a cell phone. And, uh, if Facebook and TikTok was around in 1994, I, I guarantee, well, I'd never be president. I tell you that shit right now. So. <laughs> that changes from now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm just saying, right? It'd be easier for me to hide my shit today than it was back in 19. 19- can you imagine the shit you'd be into at night? In, in, when did you graduate? What year, John? 98. 98, yeah. Damn. You? 
It would have been 95. Oh, 94. See, you're still the young one. <laughs> but uh, what would you have been, what would, what would have been your thing on Facebook? What would you, or what would you do? What was, what was big with Carrie Ancrum back then? I don't even remember back then. It's like, it's like she's in the witness protection program right now, Joe. We're having to like grab stuff out of her, you know? <laughs> we, we, I feel you. Okay. Listen, it's never going to go off the internet. <laughs> but Fine. you're an adult now, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I? That makes it worse or better? I don't know. <laughs> I was an Andrew Dice Clay fan, shit like that, George Carlin. <laughs> so the amount of, oh, my God, non-PC shit that would have came out of my Facebook would have been awful. That would have been like these politicians. They find that, said the N-word back in twenty nine or back in 1997. I'm like, well, be fair. You know what I mean? It's not okay, I guess, but it was the dude was 22 years old and drunk. You know what I mean? So not to defend that, but he was 22 years old and drunk. So. <laughs> All right. That was... Uh, Grand Theft Auto. That, see, that's a. I like that story because it's just. How do I want to say? In this area, that happens enough to where it's a very believable story. Exactly. And you can make that something up real easy with that, and it, it would it'd be hard to pass a sniff test there. So, good one on that one. So, two more. No chance in hell and mistaken identity. Let's go with uh, mistaken identity there, John. Okay, mistaken identity. This happened when I was about 22, 23 years old. I guess going down the interstate and I got pulled over unjustifiably. Complete. Of course. Wink, wink. Uh, air quotes right now in case you're listening to this <laughs> and not watching. Got completely um, um, profiled for speeding, I think. And uh, so the cop comes up and they do what they do, you know, ask license registration. He goes back to the cop car. And uh, it's taking a long time, long time. I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, Going on. I was by myself. So what's going on? So uh, he comes back up to the window, <coughs> and he goes, uh, where were you born? I said, Greeley, Colorado. He goes, okay. He goes back to his cop car. I'll just be another minute. goes back to his cop car. Seems like forever. Well, then here comes another cop car, and then another cop car. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he walks back up to the car and there's two or three of them now you know and he's like um can you can you step out for me yeah i guess i hadn't done anything wrong i mean i got pulled over for speeding <clears throat> right and i'm like i don't know what's going on so uh i'm completely lost at this point and uh they put me in handcuffs and i'll go back and i'm sitting on the hood of the cop car and they kind of look through the car a little bit and pretty soon he comes back and he goes tells me you know are you john johnson john w johnson and i go yes you were born in greeley colorado and yes and he gives my birth date day month and year <coughs> i said yep and he goes well you're wanted on an extraditable warrant out of louisiana for unpaid child support and i went <laughs> what there's no way so uh were you a father at this point or no no okay All i had right. no kids never been to louisiana <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm like I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it, it's not me. And he comes back and he goes, well, everything we check checks out, it's it's you. Right. And I'm like, I don't think it's me. And so uh, we're sitting there and, uh, and uh, I had had some problems with some uh, getting bills in the mail from like collection companies that weren't mine. I mean, they totally weren't mine. I was right. like. This is not my bill. It was for a bill out of Louisiana. Right. And I'm like, mm. this is not my bill. So I'm like, well, 
okay. So I had done some research on this person out of Louisiana that had the same name as I did, John W. Johnson. Right. And uh, had found a picture of this gentleman previously mm-hmm. to this incident. And he kept saying, well, you're, you're wanted out of warrant out of there. You know, it's, it's your birth date, your place of birth, your name. And I said, what about social security number? He goes, well, it's close enough. Close enough. And I go, no. And this is back in the old days where you got your social security number by based on where you were born and when you were born. So, you know, it was mm-hmm. the first three numbers were where you were born. The second, I don't remember, the second two were like, the first three were state, second two were county, and the last four were like time and place. Okay. And our social security numbers were, were two off. And I told him, I said, it's not me. And he goes, well, it's close enough that, you know, your same age, everything else, we're, we're going to take you in. And finally I told him, I was like, ask for a physical description of the person because I had an idea what was going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, come to find out, he was six foot four and black. <laughs> <laughs> and his middle name is William. We were born in the same hospital on the same day. In the same in the same city, and our social security numbers are two off. No shit. And he had a warrant for his arrest, and they thought it was me until I was like, "You need to get a physical description of this person before you arrest me." And it, it comes back, and he goes, "Well, you're obviously not six foot four and black." And I go, <laughs> "Nope, it ain't me." You know what? Good job for thinking about that to ask for a physical description. Cause right, I wouldn't have. <clears throat> well. I just, I just threw a fit over if the if the social security if the social doesn't match I don't care if it's two numbers off it doesn't match, right? Right. Yeah. I have my card on me at all times. You know what I mean? But so. they said there was enough things being the right the place of birth the the day well, everything else and I'm like, come on. I could see where the cops would make. I, I, okay, I, I can see their point to where that's a lot a lot of coincidences. It is. It is. Yeah. But they. Uh, <clears throat> They uh, ended up turning me loose and cut me loose and realized it was the wrong person, and I didn't get arrested. I got detained <laughs> on the side of the highway. There's probably John W. Johnson who's been arrested in Louisiana for stealing a car in Fort Morgan leaving it ditched on <laughs> a fucking dirt road somewhere. <laughs> I hope so. He's like, that's for I hope so. Did you listen to the podcast? It's him. <laughs> he probably, he's probably, what's up? What's up there, John from Louisiana? He's probably like, sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that one, Gary? You know, I can believe it 100%. I uh, I think that's cool because it's uh, that's a lot. If that's a true story, that's a great true story cool. because that is a yeah. l- the odds of that happening. Well, John Johnson's probably a pretty common name. Well, yeah. Very. I'm Larry Lundstrom and I know I I googled one time there's seven of us in at, this country, you know what I mean? At one time there was I think six or seven of John Johnsons in the county. Oh, really? I don't doubt it, man. I, I had the joke when I was doing comedy that uh, I, well, there's one that's a pastor of this huge church. One's like a fire chief in, in uh, New York. One's like a, giant, a diamond jeweler. I was like, I'm the fuck up of the Larry Lundstroms. Like, <laughs> of all the Larry Lundstroms, I'm the worst one. You know what I mean? Like, the rest are so successful. I'm the one from Colorado they don't have to talk about. Your mom's out there Googling more successful Larry Lundstroms. <laughs> are you my son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought if he gave you a good name, you might not turn out well like you turned out, son. So. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> shitty, shitty. So, yeah, I like that. That was a great story. Um, and I guess I could see that happening. That's because John Johnson, that's a. Uh, w- I'd like to know how many John Johnsons are out there. 
There's probably a ton. Oh, but oddly enough, I was born here in Colorado, and my sister, who's three years older than me, was born in Washington, Pennsylvania, and um, our social security numbers are literally one digit off. Really? Yeah. What is it? What what Mm -hmm. what is it? I'm not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the last digit is the only difference between our social security numbers. Really? Mm -hmm. Actually, me and my wife's are only a few digits off, and she's four and a half, five years younger than me, but we were born in the same hospital. Really? But they're eerily close. Hmm. Hmm. But because that's back when they did it based on where and when you were born. And now it's a complete random. Really? Yeah, because of that problem's stolen identities. If they could figure out your name and when and where you were born, they could get your social security number. Hmm. Well, that's true. I never knew there was a, a method to it. I thought it was just random to begin with. No, it, my children's all are, are random now. You know, they were all born right. in the same hospital, and they were complete. Start different. They're complete different yeah. numbers. But back in the day, they were hmm. where you were born and when you were born. And If they want your, your, your social security number, they're going to find it. Oh, it's they're, not that hard. No, man. It's... Everything's online, dude. It's on the internet. Yeah. <coughs> Where it'll stay forever. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, I like that one, too. That's, uh, that was good. You're doing a good job, John. I like it so far. So, um, well, you got one left. We got no chance in hell. Okay. So, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm an avid hunter. I enjoy hunting. I spend 30 to 45 nights a year away from home hunting. It's, it's kind of my passion. Cool. And uh, we travel anywhere from, we've been in Texas, all over Colorado, uh, Nebraska, all over. We just, we travel to hunt and we have a good time doing it. I've got a close group of friends that we all uh, have the ability to do what we do and travel and and uh, it's great. But we were, it was opening day of elk season, 2016. The year Trump was elected. Remember it like it was yesterday. But so it's opening day. It's Saturday morning. We go back into this uh, what we call the bowl, and we have this little knob on the bottom of this bowl, and with this huge bowl that we can hunt. And we have built long-range rifles that are accurate to extreme yardage. Okay. I mean, a mile target can be hit with them. Is there uh, one of your buddies that's on the city council on brush? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. wonder who that is. <laughs> Allison. All right. <laughs> so, uh, What's up, Al? So we get up on the side of this mountain here, and uh, we get down into the bottom of the bowl, and and uh, we decide we're going to walk up to one. There, we're not seeing anything. Nothing's, nothing's coming out. It's me and my buddy and then my brother. And we're, so we decided we're going to go around to the edge of it. So we walk around to the edge of it, and there's some people up top that we hear some shooting, you know, way off in the distance. And we're like, all right. So we kind of get down and get ready. We figured, ah, some animals are going to come out. And uh, we found us a place to shoot up on, on the side, and the, we see this bull elk running down across the bottom. We had a dead run, comes out running across the bottom. It runs up over on the other side of the bowl, and we're sitting there, and we're... and my buddy, which you know, was beside me, and we range it and everything else, and it's like sixteen hundred and fifty yards away. It's a long ways away. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm like, well, I'm gonna take a shot at it. It was first thing in the morning, you know, the the heating and cooling of the earth causes winds. Right. 
Well, where we were at, there was no wind. So I take a shot, and later we found out that we didn't adjust for the proper windage. And I shoot, and I miss wide right of this animal. Could see the bullet splash, everything where I missed. And it walks around and walks up into this trees on the other side of the bull. What kind of animal are we talking? Elk. Okay. Yeah, it's a bull elk. Okay, yeah, you said that. I'm sorry. <coughs> Pay attention. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, we're like, well, let's make our way down there. We'll we'll get down there and and get us a, maybe get another opportunity with this animal. So we come down and we get back down to where we originally started that morning. And we walk up on this knob and here come a cow and he had a cow tag. So we stop. He shoots this cow, which is just down from the trees where this bull was. And uh, so he uh, he shoots his cow like 780 yards, heck of a shot, dropped it. So we take off and we head off the mountain and we go down to the bottom there where this cow was. And uh, he's getting ready to start dressing this cow and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna go up there in that tree row, see if that bull's still there. And he, he looks at me and he goes, whatever. You know, thinking we'd been shooting in there and everybody else had been shooting in there. There's no way that bull's down there. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk up there. And it's like another, I don't know, 400 yards uphill to where this bull, we saw this bull go into these uh, heavy timber. And I'm walking up there and I get to the edge of the heavy timber and I start walking in there and it gets dark. I mean, it's overgrown heavy timber and it starts getting dark. And I'm like, so I pulled my gun off my back and I realized, oh, hell, I never adjusted my scope back down from when we were shooting at 1650 yards so i was like i better adjust that back down so i pulled it off my back i adjust it back down and uh, uh i'm walking and i take my gun and i so i decided it, it i've got a sling that keeps it on your back so i decided mm-hmm. to just hold on to it because now i'm getting into the dark timber you know i never know what you're going to see and i walk up and around this corner and 20 yards away this elk is laying down under a tree and as I walk around the corner it spins its head and looks at me and uh, uh, I spun and looked at it and we kind of looked eyes and we were like (laughs) we were both surprised (laughs) to say the least (laughs) but he's like 20 yards away he's not very far away right and he jumps up to run off and I kind of just spun and stuck my gun under my arm you know and when I when I'm talking about this this particular firearm it's it's big these guns that we built i mean they're enormous right and so they're not really meant to be able to just stand there and shoot them they're meant to be laid down or on a rest or something and so i spin and i kind of stuck it under my arm and just kind of aimed down the side of it and i shot because this thing's like stupid close i shoot double lung it kill it on the side of the mountain i'm like no way that just happened and so I go out to the peak of this mountain where I was up, and I was up four or 500 yards above everybody else. They were down at the bottom taking care of that cow. And I, you know, scream. I'm like, hell yeah, you know, screaming off the side of the mountain. And pretty soon I hear, here comes my buddy. He comes up the hill, tromping up the hill. And uh, he gets up there, and he's says, I thought there was no chance in hell that that bull was still, no way that that animal was still in there after been shooting and everything else. Right. And now, well, sure enough, we, we shot her up there on the side of the hill and we uh, 
luckily had a good group of guys with us because we were about a mile, mile and a half back in where you can't take cars. Right. And we had to carry these animals out. And luckily there was nine of us and we... Dang. We take and we got two of them down back there. One's enough back that far. Right. Well, now we got two of them. And one's a big bull elk and... And the other one was a cow. I don't know what that bull weighed, probably 1,100 pounds, and the cow was probably 700 pounds. And we got these two animals down a mile and a half back nice. on a mountain where we can't get them out of there. Call our buddies. They all come down out of their hunts. And we spent, I think that was probably done about 9 o'clock in the morning. And I think it was 6.45 that night before we got off the side of that mountain. Oh, damn. damn. All day to get those two animals off the side of that mountain. That bull uncle's still there because you missed him so many times. He's like, fuck these guys in their shots. <laughs> you know? They can, they can I'm going to take a nap. Shit. Perfectly safe here, you know. Don't run kids. They're fine. I don't care if they got a service-to-air missile launcher. It's fine. <laughs> but, no, great experience. I asked that because I know you're friends. You and him are friends. Yeah. And I've become buddies with him over the years, you know, working on the city council together because we're in the same uh, ward. And because uh, that doesn't narrow it down at all, okay, we're talking about. So, and he, Sup. I told him to come on this podcast many times, but it turns out he's kind of scared. He is scared. scared. And We're he, actually leaving in the morning to go on a Nebraska whitetail hunt. That's what he said. So. That's what he said. Uh, it's funny because he's on TikTok and I follow him. And uh, I don't know dick about hunting. I've just never been a big hunter. Never been into it. But uh, I listen to him like argue with people about guns and you know what I mean, what to shoot with what and stuff. And I got to tell you, I have no clue what the hell he's talking about half the time. But I sit there and like to watch him argue with people because he's very good at it. He's very good. The boy likes to argue. Mm-hmm. He, he just likes to argue. So, uh, yeah, half the time I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and him have been friends since <clears throat> Cub Scouts. Really? Like four or five years old. Oh, yeah. We went all the way through Cub Scouts. Right. Boy Scouts together and grew into adults and just uh, me remain great friends. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. So I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know you I'm know way you. better looking than he is. Well, who isn't? Oh, come on. What did you think about that story? I, um, I like that story. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that story either. Really? I was I was in it, but then I don't know, I feel like you got a little I don't like mixed up in your like what do I say? What do we say? Hey, like, you, like you was okay, all right. That's good. That's a good point, I guess. Do you have one in mind? Don't tell me which one it is. But do you have one in mind? I do have one in mind. I do too, actually, but for a different reason than you. So you think? Uh, not maybe that one. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you. Oh, we've been we friends now. Are we confiding in each other now. Is that what's going on? How <laughs> <laughs> shitty is that? So uh, what we're going to do, John, is we're going to rock paper scissors to see which one of us has to try and guess first, right? So when we rock paper scissors, there's two ways of doing it. How do you do it? Rock paper scissors shoot. That's fucking. That's right. Devil's way. So I guess we'll do it that way. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, you win. <laughs> so I have to go first? You got to go first. Which one do you think of? We have great stories. We have No Chance in Hell, Mistaken Identity, and Grand Theft Auto. So I am going to go with No Chance in Hell. And how come? Because of what you said earlier? Because I feel like he kind of not fumbled over the words, but was trying to like dig into details for it. So that's hmm. that's what I'm going That's 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 the uh, that's the thing. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. That's the one I'm sticking with. No chance in hell. I'm gonna go with no chance in hell being a true story, as I'm going with my mistaken identity being a true story. Um, Grand Theft Auto is what I'm gonna pick. Here's why: no chance in hell and mistaken identity both had a lot of detail to them. 
Like, you can tell on this podcast, people are passionate about their stories. Now, some people are very good about telling bullshit stories and lying, and that's where they put the most detail. They know that's what I look for. Pretty transparent. But Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> although that was a very believable story, that's a very country kid story, a small town kid story, I think that's the easiest one to make up if it's made up. Because you remember, we didn't ask if it's made up or any of that stuff. Right. Right? So I'm going to go with Grand Theft Auto. You're going to go with No Chance in Hell? No Chance in Hell. Before you flip that over, I do want to say... Thank you to the Brush Emporium. Thank you for giving us a space down here to have our podcast. Thanks for being so generous with everything. So if you haven't been here, what have you been waiting for? John, have you had a chance to eat here yet? I have not. This is I don't make it to Brush much. This is the first time I even knew about this. You're going to have to take some wings home with you. They have pizza, chicken wings, ice cream, frozen yogurt. They do funnel cakes. They've done everything. Pastas, pretzels. pretzels. Carrie gets down on some pretzels every time she comes. She's yeah. a <laughs> pretzel freak over here. Um, and they also have a bunch of shops upstairs. So it's... Christmas time's coming, so if you need a present, you need a good gift, come down here and check it out. It's all homemade stuff. It's all stuff that is hobbies from people around town, a lot of vendors around town, a lot of cool stuff. Also, if you eat here, they have a bunch of games for the kids, board games, excuse me, chess, all that good stuff's upstairs. So it's a great family restaurant. It's a great f- couple of families that own this are really great. So 210 Clayton Street, come down and check them out. Please support them. Man. If you've enjoyed this today, on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen is our little subscribe button. It's a little red dot. Go ahead and hit that because it's a small click for you, but it's a huge click for us. We really appreciate it. Right, Carrie? We do. Do you subscribe yet? Oh, my know. God, Carrie. On the spot. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. That's what I do. I, I was going to ask you before this, but I said, but that's not a shitty thing to do. I'll wait till it's going. So. I don't know. Oh, God, Carrie. I think Carrie wakes up and says, how can I hurt Larry today? <laughs> Mm. I know, I right in the feeling. I need to bring the tortillas. Kurt <laughs> what's his story? What's his list with Larry? That's the ways I like to hurt him and fuck him over. And Kurt's like, it should be bigger. It should be bigger. So, <laughs> all right. So, no chance in hell. I'm doing Grand Theft Auto, John. Let's see your board, brother. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what's not true about it? Everything completely bullshit. <laughs> the entire story was complete bullshit, <laughs> but a very believable story. That same story has been true with a lot of people on this podcast. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, so it's been kind of crazy. Melissa Anderson, I think, has the, the, the reigning one as they stole her mother's car when <laughs> driving. Yeah, it was drinking and driving. I can't remember what else happens, but I remember being like, holy shit, because there's been 144 episodes now, so they all kind of blend into each other. So um, completely bullshit. Nice, nice shot in the dark, though, man. Not, <coughs> a lot of people have the balls to do that. A lot of people try and make half and half up. Uh, no Chance in Hell is a true story. Yes. Absolutely is. That's crazy. What did you do with the bull elk? Um, it is um, Euro mounted in my basement. What does Euro mounted mean? Um, not with the fur on it. Oh, like the one at my shop? Yes, the one I did at your shop. So the one at my shop, he did it. I don't know if I've seen the one at your shop. It's the That's real big one in the box. Massive, massive deer. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you walk in, you see it as straight They got hit the day before opening day of muzzleloader season. Thanks to Kurt for that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, no fur on it. <laughs> no, it's like a, like a, one of those fucking weird cats or what? No, it's got a skull. It's just a bear skull. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I was it's like, just the horns and the skull. I thought it looks like you shaved the fucking thing. You I was gotta like, go look at it. That was huge. I will go check it out. First, it's I was like, I want to see that. I've thing. got a video of it. I'll show it to you. All right, I'll check massive. that out. And uh, mistaken identity. Crazy enough. That's a true story. That is crazy. Absolutely is. At one hundred percent. And I used to get, like I said. Apparently, the guy is not a very good guy. <laughs> really? And I used to get collection notices and debt notices and stuff. And I was like, does it have an address in Louisiana? And they're like, right. yeah. And I'm like, it ain't me. 
I promise. Did you ever reach out to this guy? I, no. I would want to meet him. I'd be like, let's. I would have. I reached out to him. Yeah. Can I meet you? Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm John Johnson, head of the John Johnson Club. <laughs> we're considering kicking you out there. Jonathan Johnson, maybe you got to change your fucking name because uh, we're all sick of the bullshit. So, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, no, he, they put me in cuffs on the side of the interstate one night for unpaid child support, extraditable warrant to Louisiana. That's kind of fucking scary, right? Cause I mean, oh, yeah, because I was like, I don't I even know what's going on. How old were you again? 23 or 24. I was pretty young. Right. But I'm saying, John, if you wouldn't have been thinking quickly enough, you might have been heading to Louisiana, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you're imagine the shock on their face when they told them when I just showed up and they've been like, "You're supposed to be a black man." <laughs> <laughs> Not surprise. <laughs> and I peek my head on the corner and be like, "Chicken underneath," he says. <laughs> I was born a poor black child. <laughs> <laughs> the jerk, right? I got the reference. Look at it, good for me. Before we go, uh, real quick, Carrie, how's the uh, how's the uh, hair salon going? The city barber. It's a barber shop, not a hair salon. Uh, I call it a hair salon. No, I need one of those. You know any good? good you're barbers? scheduled. I know. Black Friday. My, I, my wife just informed me of that. Yeah. She gives you a shave? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I clipper it. I oh. don't do the straight razor. Oh, okay. You don't do the straight razor? Mm-mm. Is that just the echo thing? Yeah. I mean, do you want my old ass with a straight razor? Not like, anymore. I can't trust you, <laughs> Carrie. You, you get too many secrets now. I don't like it. So, <laughs> John, did you have a good time, bro? I did. This was awesome. Were you nervous at all? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I always ask at the end because... A lot of people want to come on this podcast, but then they kind of back out because they get too nervous to do it. And it's Would you ever do this again? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You have to get your buddy to do it. Every time I see him, Maybe I Maybe we'll up. get the two of us, and we'll just make you – we'll come up with some hunting. We've got some great stories from hunting. Yeah. And we'll make you two figure out which one's BS because – I don't know much about hunting, man. I never, you know why I don't like to hunt? I don't like to shit out in the woods. That's my big thing. That's <laughs> I, I'm too fond of toilets. You don't like getting that close to nature? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not joking, but I don't dig it, man. So, I don't know. It's never been – I don't know. I don't – since you freeze your ass off. But if you like it, I guess you like it. So Buy the right gear, right equipment. Right. It's, it's a lot of fun. My yeah. kids do it. My kids all are all in on and participating. And How young is the youngest? <clears throat> Don't 11. look at me. <laughs> like, my father of the year. How young are you? They're 14, 12, and 11. And they all go hunting? Yeah. That's cool. What do they hunt for? Mm-hmm. We do deer, and my oldest has been elk. He's old enough. Uh, Colorado, you got to be 12 years old before you can even apply. So we've taken to Nebraska, and you can get deer tags in Nebraska as young as 10. So last year I took all three of them. What's the craziest thing you ever hunted? Alligators. You can hunt alligators? Mm-hmm. Do you need to... Permit for that? Hmm? Really? Where'd you do that at? Florida. I was going to say Louisiana when you're knocking, up, <laughs> knocking up some poor lady who won't pay for child support. <laughs> you caught me. How do you, how do you hunt an alligator? Uh, went out on airboats, and they it's it's a guided hunt. So, And it, any hunter understands the difference between a, a, a just a self-guided hunt and an actual guided hunt where you pay right. a guide to take you out, and they basically hand-deliver you an animal and sneak you up and they know where they're at and everything else it was a guided hunt deal that we had won through a raffle or something i don't remember what it was it was back probably about 2013 okay it's been a while ago <laughs> but uh you get on airboats and you go out in the swamp in the middle of the dark and there's a guy with a light on his head and here we run around in the swamp and he takes and at like 40 mile an hour he'll harpoon this animal with a harpoon off the boat and uh, then they bring it up, and then I actually killed mine with a pocket knife. True story. How big was it? 
Nine foot. Jesus, where the fuck did you stab it? <laughs> right, right behind the, right behind I was the skull. Say that. It's like a Happy Gilmore thing there. We <laughs> get it in the eye, but it lives. It takes your hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. In Louisiana, there was no wooden fingers in it. No, no, it's all in the hips. Uh, Tim DeSoto lived in Louisiana. I went and visited him in Lake Charles. That blew my mind. Those things were just walking down the uh, down the street. Really? Yeah, man. I saw like two or three of them. Like they don't have a lot of sidewalks. It's it's a weird state. But anyway, uh, I'm like, is it fucking not like a crocodile or alligator? An alligator. Uh, and he's like, yeah, they're, they're all over the place. Like like skunks around here are badgers or mm-hmm. raccoons. You just see them like, oh, there's a raccoon. Well, down there, like, oh, alligator. Watch the kids. You know, <laughs> make sure they don't eat the, you know. It's nuts, man. It's it really nuts. is. It's crazy. You ever been to Louisiana? Yeah. That's well, sick. I've been to New Orleans, yes. Okay. Went to New Orleans once. Hmm. Mardi Gras? No. No. No, no, no. That wouldn't be good for John Johnson. John Johnson doesn't like people that much. <laughs> Do you like boobs? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I hate to tell you they're attached to people, John, just so you know. <laughs> Do the math on that one. So, anyway, John, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Thank you. Yeah, it's been yeah, awesome. It was a great time. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Carrie Ingram. Hey, till next time. Peace.